0: Yes, we are today in Acts 4, 32 to 37, if you want to follow along in your Bible. Um, We're going to be looking at uh, some verses that are quite parallel, actually, to the ones that I brought last time I was on here. So let's start by reading it. That'd be a good start. Um, All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions were his own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was upon them all. There were no needy persons among them, for from time to time those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone as he had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostle called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Lord Jesus, I just pray that as we look at these verses today, that you would speak truth into our hearts, Lord, that you would open our eyes to the scriptures, that that you would be at work in each one of us as we work through them today. In Jesus' name, amen. So... I am ridiculously nervous today. I don't know why. I think I found it, I found this really hard to write this one. And um, in fact, and I didn't have anything till Friday, which was getting a bit concerning because every time I sat down to pray and the seat got over, I just had nothing. And I was getting a bit to the point of, like, oh no, I might have to tell the guys that this isn't going to happen. Um, and then on Friday, I just felt like God speak to me and say, just tell them what I say in my word about these verses. Um, because they're challenging scriptures, right? I mean we live in a material world, also Madonna says. Um, and we we have very individualistic lives. So the idea of um of us selling what we have to help others is quite countercultural. Um, And and actually success is very much determined by what we have in a worldly way. Um, And so often we see charity and giving as a good thing, um, but but not really to the the detriment of ourselves. So often we would think about charity being something that we give to others when we have enough. Um, and And I think scriptures like this are we can be guilty of adding a yes, but clause too. And we kind of go, um, yes, that's true. I believe that, but we don't want to put ourselves in difficulty. Um, Yes, we believe we should be generous, but let's not be extreme about it. Um, And and actually, sometimes we can even think think that it doesn't really apply to us now that actually, yeah, that's all very well, but it doesn't really apply to us. And and so we can skim over them. Um, And so, as I said, I felt like God said, just share from the scriptures what I say about this stuff. So please bear with me. Um, I am definitely someone who normally is much more comfortable sharing stories and stuff like that. Um, And it is a lot of scripture today, but I definitely think that God is going to do a better job than me so I thought it was important for us to ask ourselves three questions these are the three questions that I had when I was praying about it and preparing one is our hope in Jesus really greater than our material possessions two do we really live out what we say we believe and three is it okay for me to live in comfort whilst others in the body are in dire need And those are sort of the questions that I've been wrestling with this week as I've I've been reading it and just um, praying through it. So I'd like to look at each one in turn. So the first one, is our hope in Jesus really greater than our material possessions? In Philippians 3, 7 to 8, it says, But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. And I think out of all the scriptures I've looked at this week, this has been the one that has just broken me, I guess but whatever were gains to me i now consider loss for the sake of christ and i think i had to examine my heart and think do i think that do i think of all those things as garbage compared to knowing christ and there is an examining of our hearts to say actually i consider all that stuff loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing christ jesus And in Psalm 63.3, it says, because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. Because his love is better than life, not even better than material possessions or finances or stuff, but his love is better than life. And because of that, we'll glorify him. And those are challenging scriptures in terms of possessions and and what we have because there's so much in these scriptures for today but actually I just felt like God got hold of me to do with sharing what we have and making sure that none are in need and so do we really live out what we say we believe 2 Corinthians 9 8 says and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And Philippians 4.19 says, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So again, I just felt really challenged because I was thinking, "Wow," well, and this these are the verses that challenge me in terms of giving. And I, I actually, whenever it comes to giving, I'm actually quite come on, let's give, because of these verses, because I think, well, if I, if I say I believe that, if this is my faith, then surely we should be generous givers, because if God is able to bless us abundantly, and he will meet all of our needs, surely we can share what we have, because we don't have to worry, we don't have to hold on to things like the world, Um, and I'll come to it in a second, but it's not just talking about sharing our excess, it's talking about sharing what we have. Um, and it, and again, the, particularly the culture that we live in is very much it's that individualistic, I, I've got this, I've built this up, this is what I've worked to create, and I've got a bit spare over here so I can share that with you. But that's not what this says, it doesn't say that at all. And actually our third question which is in some ways the most difficult one to address. Is it okay for me to live in comfort while others in the body are in dire need? 1 John 3, 17 to 18 says, if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. You see, it doesn't say if anyone has some spare money or some spare stuff that they don't need anymore, they should give it away. And, and again, when we go back to the original scripture, we can think that because it says, oh, from time to time, if someone had houses or fields, they sold them. And we can think, well, I don't have a spare house or a spare field, so I can't sell that and give that to the poor. But it says it doesn't say that it says if anyone has material possessions, and um, I won't try and scan you around the room, but I'm just sat in my dining room. When I was sitting here yesterday, I was saying to Clive, imagine if we sold everything in our dining room and just gave it to people or gave them the money. And, and actually, um, you know, it would be tidier for a start. But I was thinking we, put, we still wouldn't be in need if I sold everything that's in this room. I still wouldn't be in need. And that and that's what it says is if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? And I was so challenged over that. Like actually, I I have material possess- possessions. We can, we're all guilty, especially in the West, of going, well, I, I I don't have very much. But but if you have material possessions, wow, yeah. That's a challenging one. And Philippians 2, 3 to 4 says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. Value others above yourselves. And again, there's that challenge of heart, isn't there? Because because it's so countercultural, because the world says, look after yourself make sure you have what you need um and I mean for us that the rest of my family aren't Christians and they fairly much think we're crazy because we don't have pensions or saving plans or and as we tick through life and get into the next decade and the next decade I think they kind of look at us and go you haven't really thought that through but actually we believe that we're storing up treasures in heaven you know and and yeah you know, we don't have really well-earning, high-paying jobs, but the money that we have that that we give away, we could store that up for ourselves, we could be sensible in the eyes of the world and say, yeah, we, maybe we should do that, and every now and then I have a little wobble where I'm like, I wonder what is going to happen when we're in our 70s and 80s, we're not still be teaching people fitness and kickboxing and stuff that requires a healthy, movable body, and then I think, no, this is my faith, and And if I really believe that, then I believe I'm storing up treasures in heaven. And it is so much more valuable to sow into the kingdom than to store up in barns for myself. Um, And the truth is that giving, whether it's of our time or our money, is always costly or it should be. It should always be costly because we aren't called to give out of our plenty, but out of a little and it made me think of the story of the um of the poor widow's offering and how others are given lots of money and she gives a few coins but Jesus said truly I tell you this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others they all gave out of their wealth but she out of her poverty put in everything all she had to live on can you imagine giving everything you had to live on Again, we would do the yes, but. we go, yeah, but that's not very sensible. And it isn't. And yet Jesus praised her for it, giving all that she had. And it's a massive challenge for us. It's a, like, and that's why I feel okay doing it because I don't feel like I'm preaching at you all. I feel like I'm preaching to myself. Like, it's a massive challenge for us. But where our treasure is, is where our heart is. And so that's why we examine our hearts, because we're examining all that we have and all that we do. With and, and do we want to be like the world or do we want to be how Jesus calls us to be? And actually, a huge part of living out the gospel is about seeing Jesus glorified. That's what it's about entirely, being, seeing Jesus glorified in our lives and in the world. And, and in light of that, the way that we give of ourselves and our time and our finances and our possessions is massive. And I'm, and I'm nearly done. And I just wanted to share this quote from Phil Moore, which I love, which says, "'The gospel of Jesus Christ is an even riskier venture still. "'It demands a person's everything, "'their hopes, their plans, their time, "'their money and their energy, "'and can even cost them their lives. "'It should come as no surprise then, really, that unbelievers analyse the lives of the Christians around them to decide if the gospel is true. Unbelievers are analysing our lives and how we live them to decide if the gospel is true. We are called to be witnesses, and that is what it means to be a witness. Sometimes we think it means I've got to talk about Jesus, I've got to share the gospel, I'm not very good at that, but actually how we live our lives is a witness and so what is our response well I just three things I think one and most importantly we have to examine our hearts each one of us individually have to examine our hearts and say where am I even at with all of that what does that look like to me um and then naturally prayer pray and ask God to give us the strength or to reveal to us where we're at or um to free us from because some of this stuff um is is like chains we get chained to material possessions and to wealth but to free us from that and to give us generous hearts um and finally is action I guess what is prayer without action we want to be those that are actually praying and doing and seeing our brothers and sisters who are in need provided for so that um so that they are, are as we go back to the, the original scriptures so that none are in need and so I'm gonna finish by praying if that's okay Lord Jesus it just feels like a, a um a sprint through the passages of the Bible today but it, you say so much about what it means to share of all we have and what it means for no one to be in need. And Lord, we know that these are challenging scriptures, they challenge our hearts and um, and it's different for each one of us, Lord, but I just wanna pray that you would speak truth into each of us, Lord, that you would lead us forward into kingdom living and all that that looks like, Lord, it looks like a real outworking of our faith in our lives, Lord. We don't want to be like the world around us, we want to be all that you've called us to. So, I pray freedom for those feeling bound up by finances and possessions, Lord. I pray freedom. Would you bring release into your people today for each one of us, Lord? Would you help us to be generous givers? That we, even as we talk about the offering earlier, that as we look at our brothers and sisters in Burundi and see them so in need, that our hearts would be broken, that we would even dare to live in comfort as they are hurting and in need. Lord, thank you that you have put us in a family and that we are made to love and support and comfort one another. Help us to do that in a really real way. In Jesus' name. Amen.